Welcome to the Meeple Syrup After Show, Designers Discussing Design. We're on episode 49, The Publishers Strike Back. And that's right, they are here still. Uh, so they're still striking. Uh, we didn't. We didn't push hard enough. Uh, so but you know, this, this is episode forty-nine. It is number forty-nine. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. for real. Wow. So next Time next episode flies. is like half a hundred. Half a hundred. Half a hundred. Half a hundred. Uh, so we are here with uh, three publishers. Infectious play. Uh, I didn't actually. We didn't talk formally, but I mean, here's an example of a beautiful game from Infectious Play. Here's at eleven. I don't have a copy of Doug Doug Goose Caboose, but I was there when it was invented, and I was even there while the negotiation of that. that we might have to discuss how how games sometimes are designed and signed. Um, with that as a a, a rarity. Uh, why don't actually let's just go right there, John? Why don't you tell us about that special night that you learned well, about Doug? Well, Doug it was Goose at Caboose. a club earlier this year, and uh, Jr. Our head design, dud dud. I, I think that day maybe. No, no, we're talking an hour or two before you heard about it. Yeah, yeah, and it was pretty, uh, pretty recent, right before. So he was playing with a bunch of people, and uh, Jeremiah was at the table, and Jeremiah and I had only briefly talked about even starting a publishing company, and uh, he slapped down twenty dollars on the table. And bought a Deuce Boost with a handshake and uh, an offer of a copy of Memoir 44. Right. That was the signing bonus. It was that $20 bill. That was the advance. And, yeah. And I mean, well, we were nice enough. We didn't do it as an advance. It was just a straight up signing bonus. Straight up, straight up. Signing bonus. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's a rarity in this in this industry. Yeah, very well, generous, so, very generous precedent. Class, You're setting so. a precedent. That's a good precedent. I like that precedent. Right. Fabio, you should do that. Daryl Earmuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Earmuffs. Earmuffs. So um, you throw him a tenner, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. It's a Canadian twenty as well, right? So, um, let's yeah. let's chat about some stuff that we didn't get to chat out chat about on the first show, and Fabio actually thought, because I actually thought, because Daryl had written it down in our in our planning calendar, that we were going to talk about sports tonight, so why don't we just actually go there? Let's talk about sports and why Sen hates Yay! <laughs> this, is like my, this is Sen entertaining me for five minutes, for me putting up with every time that he's talked on like a deep level that I just don't understand what he's talking about. Alright, so sports. sports why, 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 should board, why should sports board games be a thing? Defend yourself. <laughs> Who's going first? Ah, you or Fabio? I'll, you guys... I'll go first because if, if it wasn't a thing, I would have been wasting my time for the last ten years. That's right, and you you so... wouldn't be living in the lap of luxury like you are. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Sports are fun. Sports are sports are you know an exciting theme. It's it's you know some of the the rare things that people get ridiculously passionate about. Uh, you know, my, my dad, he's Italian, and believe it or not, he loves soccer, and it's... it's <laughs> really? Soccer. Yeah. And, and Football. it's dangerous how much he likes soccer. Um, but it's, you know, it's one of his true, true passions in life, and that's, you know, it... it, it, it sports just bring out, the I think, the good and, and, and often the bad in people. But, <laughs> but you know what? It's the only reality TV out there. 
right? Supposedly unscripted. I I I gotta jump in here as well and and, and uh, stoke the fire because like personally I actually think there's been a a, a mis like an an injustice. Uh, historically, we have thought that jocks and geeks were opposites. That we were often opposed to each other. But a classic kind of meme that I think illustrates it uh, best is uh, fantasy sports is just Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. For jocks. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, day. Yeah. when you look yeah. at a variety of interests, when you break down the mechanics of sports and board games, we're both loving competition and challenge. We like puzzles. We like strategy. We're using things like planning ahead. We're trying to outsmart the, our competition. Speculation. Speculation. There's a variety of mechanics that are going on over and over again. Bluffing, like uh, hand or roster management, uh, like a variety of of ways, real time, um, that is going on in sports. And the beauty of sports is most people learn over time they're not actually that good at sports, so they might as well (laughs) discover... Board games because they got a better chance of being successful at board games. So, uh, I think especially when people come to the realization, there it is. Sen found the the fantasy fantasy football is really just Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. But uh, you like you look at that and that and and sports people are legitimately engaged in that. That it's just secretly sports people don't know they're actually craving game experiences beyond. What they're watching on TV, and right. and because of the divide, sports jock people thought, you know, I won't discover games. And every time I introduce sports friends to board games, they love the challenge. It's interesting because I mean we've heard from um, so Mike Elliott and yeah. some other people that uh, they don't actually like the sport. But they love the stats. Yes, they stats. love the stats of baseball and things like that. Isn't uh, Jer- does Jeremiah like baseball, Jonathan? Uh yeah, yeah. I think he plays in a couple of virtual baseball. Yeah. I I actually league. joined his league for a little bit uh, yeah. out of the park. And I don't, but I don't think he actually loves baseball as a sport. Does he? No, no. I think no. he only likes it virtually. Yeah, he likes the virtual the stats of it all, and I think that's pretty cool. And you're right; it is very much like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I, I think I think the part that where I get lost in is in more of the simulation of the sporting, the actual sport event. And for a long time, that's what games did. Sadly, they, that was all the options were. You know, you yeah, had exactly, cinematic right. or something that was like it took longer than actually watching a baseball game. Right, and it's going, faster, oh. and more, it's slower, more cumbersome than actually. I can go out and play that sport. Sure. You know, I, I and I didn't I didn't care <coughs> enough about you know that I was playing as specific sports star A or specific sports star B to care about that. I just cared about the game experience, and the game experiences were poor. And so I guess what you could say is that I it's not that I don't like sports games. I don't like bad sports games, and in fact, I don't like bad games. Right. Uh, so if you can make a good sports game. Great. Like honestly, something like Spot It NHL is brilliant. No, it is because it is it is a wonderful mechanic already, and you just paste on the theme that works with a lot of people. That and it, but it's using the exact same mechanic, and I I think that's great. If you want to uh, remember all of the NHL logos, 
more power to you. I think that's wonderful. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's 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 the the idea that I I think I I get from this conversation more than anything is that um, simulation is not the way to go for sports games. No. And really, it is it is uh, using sports either as a way to inform mechanics rather than demand the mechanics, and then to maybe go on a tangent for sports, such as hand management equaling team management, or uh, drafting equaling, you know, I think maybe drafting, right? So, Fabio, what, what are your impressions on sporting games that are more of the simulation variant? Is that where CSE started? Is that where you're still either at or where you're going? What do you think? Yeah, well, typically all the sports games were simulations, and it is very difficult to simulate the sport. And more than that is to get rid of what elements of the sport won't make for a fun game. Right. Um, our first two games, yeah, we, we built, a, we call it a, a light simulation, light hockey simulation, light football simulation, but using classic playing card mechanics to do so. So it was constantly that, that battle for possession of the puck or battle for a particular down, and you were using the strength of your hand to win that particular, you know, battle. Mm -hmm. um, and then like poker that, hands. Exactly, yes. And that, you know, that, that was a way we found that could introduce people to enjoy the game, actually feel like they've played a 30-minute version of the sport, but without all the little things that, you know, some of the games like Stratomatic tried to capture in the past. Right. And now Stratomatic online, from what I hear, is excellent because all of that stuff is done automatically for you. You can right. replay seasons. All, that, that, that whole community is still very strong, but mm -hmm. you really don't see the, the physical game anymore. But that's, you know, there's so many good memories uh, from people. In fact, when we first started to introduce our game, to, to retailers and just to general sports fans, that was the first thing everyone mentioned. Oh, it's like Stratomatic. And even though it was so cumbersome and, and so many working parts, uh, it was absolutely the best thing they had. You know, these are, these are sports fans that, you know, their best sports entertainment was watching baseball once a week, having baseball cards, and then basically Stratomatic. Yeah. This is way before the time of video games. And... You know, this is what you know brought back their childhood from the 50s and 60s when, when baseball you know, was really something special. Um, so, but but overall, to simulate sports in full is, is a real challenge, and it should not have been the two first games that we decided to design, let alone publish, because it was you know there's so many rules already built into it that you have to incorporate, and it's a matter of getting rid of certain other ones. Um, so, but the games are still selling, and people still enjoy them, and we hear comments. So, it's. Uh, but honestly, <laughs> it those are the the two games that we've designed, and they're probably the last two we'll design. Um, as as Ben said, I really enjoy the the product development side of things. When people come to us with with a project that's that's close, and you can see that it can really become something special, you know, getting the the last five percent. I find it more enjoyable than the first 95 percent. And that's um, why we need publishers, because a lot of designers can't do the last five percent. They can't wow. see it. 
Wow. What well, you guys should do a podcast about that. That's I know, a perfect right? Perfect marriage right there. <laughs> ben, what are your thoughts on, on, on sports in general? I know you're not a, a big baseball fan or anything like that, but Yeah, no, I sports are they're they're fine. I I understand it. I think <laughs> the, for me I like I, I just wanna I wanna be more involved in the decision making. So like that's why watching professional sports is really tough for me. Because the sure. gamer in, in me just wants to, you know, yeah. be in there making choices for my side or whatever. For sure, for sure. Um, well, you know, most sports fans, the whole time, they're yelling about what decision they think. Just, just that, trying exactly to make something right. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think that's the, that's the, the you know, the low, the low agency versus high agency mm-hmm. thing. But people, like armchair quarterbacks are a thing because people want to feel like they're part of the game. And yeah. so what you described... Um, Fabio in the like the fifties, where all it was was the game once a week, sometimes on the radio because you didn't own a TV, sure. and then you had the the trading cards uh, when trading cards became a thing, and then memorabilia, and now you know games would be that next thing, and and of course I mean the video game industry kind of destroyed whatever possibility or or kind of you know dogpiled the possibilities for tabletop gaming. In sports, but I do think that there are still there is still room. Um, maybe not for me as a, a non-fan, but for people like Daryl to really get in there and do some some real good in terms of exposing people to the possibilities of good sports-related games, um, because I do, I do think that meta game exists. That meta meta game. Uh, this is a game about a game that I really like. Um, but it's not the exact same game, so it's not the simulation. Oh, I was thinking. I was thinking about baseball the last time I was uh, at a baseball game about how you'd translate this to a game. And, and what were your thoughts? It's not, the, okay, not a game on the spot. Go. The, this is no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. This, this, <laughs> this was the essence of what bothered me about baseball is that uh, one team is spending half the game where the best they can do is not be in a worse position. Sure, like, sure. But there is a, a constant risk management, right? Like success, success is hitting three out of ten, right? And and yeah, so for half the game, like if you do as well as you can, you're just right where you left off. Sure, it's a marathon. It's a it's a battle. You know, it's like holding that line all day long. You know, it's that fight waiting for Gandalf to come around, come over that crest. It's it's a bizarre sport too. Like I, I still play. I play in a men's league here in in, in Burlington, and uh, you know I just turned 40 this year, and it's you know I still try to pitch, but now I last three innings instead of seven. But honestly, every time we play a game, we see something new, you know. And and baseball is just it's such a bizarre sport because on a particular day when you don't have it then you might as well have not contributed at all. You might as well just stay at home because you go 0 for 3 at the plate or you pitch terribly and actually cause your team to be down by several runs. But with other sports like hockey and soccer, if, if something's not clicking, if, you, if you're not shooting well on a particular day or you're not passing well, there's lots of other things you can do. But, man, baseball, it's, it's cruel sometimes. It's... Oh. <laughs> tell me what you were tell me tell everybody I guess the the world woo that's watching uh, mm-hmm. what you were telling me again at the beginning that baseball is the actually the ultimate one on one sport when I said I don't like team sports as much it it really is I mean it, it it's it's a series pitcher of battles right it's always pitcher versus hitter exactly 
And it's, uh, you know, the, the second time a batter comes up to face a pitcher, he has more information on him, and you feel more comfortable. You know, some guys, ha ha as pitchers, have, have a deception, a natural deception to the way they throw. And you don't know why in that first at bat you swung and missed because it felt like the pitch was right there, but maybe he does something naturally that just throws off what you perceive to be the speed of the pitch. And there, there really is uh, – baseball is so unique in that way, but that's all it is, is a series of one-on-ones, of, of -on right? Making contact and even as a fielder, from the batter to the fielder. Yeah. Um, I heard, I heard this, this great line about baseball <laughs> – it's, uh, it basically compares baseball to church, where a lot of people go and watch baseball games, and a lot of people go to church, but not a lot of people know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing that you say that. When I was in university, there was, you know, the jocks on our floor and kinesiology and whatnot, and then there were all the engineers and the people who didn't really know sports or like sports, mm -hmm. and the... Um, the jocks challenged the engineers to, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, bet the season, bet a season worth. You know, oh, yeah. I bet you guys yeah. can't uh, outpredict us and stuff like that. And you would not believe at how well the engineers did because they I went and they learned every nuance yeah. of the game uh, because they can they they can do that kind of stuff better than the jocks. The jocks understand it naturally you know, mm -hmm. how the game is played and all that kind of stuff. But from the rules perspective and the nuances and the subtleties of, of football, um, they, the, the engineers who never played the game in their life um, were much, much better at actually predicting based on statistics. It was really funny. Uh, and I, I think, I actually, I like football um, as a sport better than baseball. And I, I think it's because... My father-in-law is a football coach, so that might be why. He wants to like it. Uh, and I also like hockey. Important. I like hockey better than I like baseball. I think baseball's always been the one that I just could never really get into. And then it's Daryl's thing, right? So Daryl is always talking baseball, always talking baseball. <laughs> if you talked hockey or if you talked um, football, then I'd I might drive him a little less good. crazy. But you would drive me a little less crazy. But uh, yeah. let's yeah. talk. You know, let's let's transition there because uh, again, I mean, floodgate. Uh, you've had very strong themes uh, in your, the games that you release. You know why? Why did you gravitate to the themes that you did? Uh, well, the legacy. I just always thought the idea of time travel is just so cool, and uh, I love the idea of traveling back in time and inventing something before the person who actually did. It's like I want to make a game about doing that. So that's kind of the essence of what you're doing uh, in that game um, for. Epic Resort and Vault Wars, that sort of thematic world that I have going on there, um, that was more about exploring what heroes do in their downtime or the alternate perspective of these classic fantasy heroes. Sure. Uh, so Epic Resort is you're building a resort for fantasy heroes. Nice. And, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of central to the game, but when monsters attack, you actually have the hero dodge out of the way and your tourists get eaten. And so that, that role reversals there, which is kind sure. of... Do you see yourself continuing to build things into those worlds, or do you want to venture into different themes? Oh, uh, or both? you know, like, like sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't see sports coming up anytime. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I know yeah. a few people. <laughs> we actually do have a, a game coming up that's going to be extending the Epic Resort world that John is working on right now, and then uh, 
we've been collaborating with uh, another friend of ours on building yet another sort of thematic universe that is going to take a bit more of a like edgy, serious tone to it. But that'll be more like magic and and uh, that kind of thing, some post-catastrophe, post-apocalyptic setting. Okay. Cool. So you're doing some world building. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, it, it's for me, it's just been such a great uh, perspective to take on springboarding the design and development process. So, mm -hmm. and I don't know, what do you think, John? Is it, has it been interesting for you? Oh, yeah, I love it. It's been great growing that world, and it's, it's nice that the game fit what you were already thinking of, so... Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah, John came to me with uh, some mechanics for a game he was already working on. That was an idea I had jotted down in my notebook, and I was like, "You, you literally just ripped this out of what I was wanting to do, and it's now before me." So that was pretty. Well, actually, let's jump on that because I I had a, I've had a similar experience like that, and I I think that's not that unusual of a comment. I've heard that come no, up a few times. Is, uh, how often are you looking for a certain kind of game? And maybe maybe you can't even articulate it, like you just have a feeling, or you thought of it, and then it comes back to you, it gets triggered. Like, are you looking, when you're looking for games, when you're open to it, are you looking very specifically? Are you looking for something that stands out? Does it trigger something? Like, oh, yeah, like this is the kind of game we need. Um, maybe talk around that. I'll, I'll throw that at Fabio to start, but, I mean, we can go anywhere with anyone with that. Yeah, I mean, you shared your experience with, uh, with the publisher recently, and, and th those things, yeah, you're right, they, they, they happen, and, and that's kind of the idea of going out to trade shows and going to designer nights and just kind of, you know, starting to become a part of the community. It sure. just, just happen organically, and those are, those are the most exciting well, um, I think I think occurred. hack. I mean, I, I I mentioned it. Why don't you tell the story of how you met hack as an example? I think <laughs> of just how so, things come together. All right. So odd hackwelder from Syracuse. That's his real York. name. Odd hackwelder. Odd hackwelder. Stayed odd. at John's house. Yeah. Stayed, he, stayed with John during uh, Gen Con. During Gen Con. There you go. Uh, from Syracuse, uh, working as a teacher in Taiwan. So uh, we were at Essen last year. Uh, showing um, the European release of our Cortex abstract strategy game. Uh, we were at the uh, Game Factory booth, and so it was my job to, to demonstrate the game throughout the weekend, and I had a German sidekick next to me to help with translations, and on the last day of the show, uh, I was kind of, you know, a little bit away from the demo table, and I hear uh, a guy, you know, an American clearly, starting to talk about football. And so I started to ease my way over there, and uh, as it turns out, it was uh, Odd Hackwelder talking about his favorite team, the Denver Broncos, which happens to be my favorite team. Oh, was so that a good match made in heaven? It really was. A <laughs> match made in Essen. It's an Essen miracle. In Essen. Yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, to make a long story short, we just kept talking about football. He said, hey, I'm a game designer. I've got about 30 games on the go. Why don't I show you some of my stuff, blah, blah, blah. And we actually ended up just he showed me a few of this, uh, the the games he's working on, but we ended up watching uh, the NFL package which he had on his on his iPad. So we watched the Colts game late that evening in Germany. In Germany, because it was being shown live. And anyway, to make a long story short, we're just about to release uh, his game Ten Down, which was one of the the thirty that he had shown me, and strictly strictly because of sports. 
Yeah, see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, full yeah. circle. That just came okay. <laughs> well, you guys finally got to meet him this year at the Gen Con, right? Was that yep. the first meeting for you guys? Yeah, yeah it was the first time we got to meet him. He's a crazy guy, man. He's, like, so <laughs> prolific and yet so shy. Like, yeah. he designs, like, mad scientist level of design, so it's pretty funny. That's a good, good way to put it. And he also does graphic design. He did the graphic mm -hmm. design and the game design. Yeah, yeah, he is uh, he is quite hilarious in that regard. Yeah, yeah he's one of a kind for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else is there to talk about, guys? Is there anything anybody else anybody else have burning issues that they want to get off their chest other than their shirt, John? Do not take your shirt off again, buddy. John, start, John started the show naked. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up. Okay, it might have been the other way. It might have been a white shirt that looked like it was a nude shirt. But he did change. He did change. Not on air. He did not change on camera. So, uh, what is go what is going on with Infle Infectious Play, John? Um. So, I mean, we're in the process of going to press with two games. Um, we've done kind of short, small preview runs of both of them for Gen Con and Origins. Um, you know, just demand to kind of, you know, get some out there. We did 100 copies for Gen Con um, of Doug Doug, Goose to Goose, and News at 11. And now we're, you know, did going to the press with a full print. What's that? Did I notice you're on uh, Amazon Yeah, I, think well? I have a few copies left over from Gen Con. Oh, okay, oh. so that's what you did. Nice. Yeah, so they're available on Amazon for people who want to pick them up. Um, and then... Uh, you know, we're working with distributors and trying to get all that set up for the full print run for both games. And we did and, that. You know, we've got three different... I'm looking at one of uh, Odd's games uh, that Ooh. he designed for us um, called Rewind, which is like a really cool party game. Oh, yeah, I have a copy of that um, sitting in my mailbox ready to get printed and played for him. Yeah, okay. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I'd like me. to hear what you think. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll let you know. I'm writing it down on my list. See, there's my pen. There's my list. <laughs> Play awesome. rewind. Play rewind. We were we were the retail outlet for the infectious play games at Gen Con, and yeah. right. I have to say that the the folks who were coming for it, they're just fervently seeking out yeah. these games. It's that's so a cool. fun. That's a fun crowd coming over to your booth. Yeah, yeah they, yeah. they people wanted it, and they would ask me, where, did, where do you get that game, and where do you get News at 11? Where's News at 11? I'd say, it's an infectious play booth. No, sorry, sorry the uh, Floodgate Games booth, and it was uh, it was pretty funny how many people were looking for it, which yeah, is great. that scarcity, right? That driving driving the market through scarcity idea. Well, yeah. and I, re I, I really love the logo, and actually, I want to use that also as a bridge to talk to Ben about uh, how you went about uh, redesigning your logo. I thought that was really interesting uh, how you kind of polled people. Um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, yeah. Uh, what was that process like? So I've been using the previous logo for a while now, and I, it's been fine. It's been uh, gotten me this far, and I just kind of wanted to notch it up a little bit, and I felt like before Gen Con this year was the time to do that. So I used a site called 99designs, which is... <laughs> kind of like running a contest to uh, gather up ideas and then you vote on, uh, or you elect people to go to a finalist round and then they refine those ideas and finally you settle and select a winner and that winner wins some money that you put up to... It's like a Metafiver. 
Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that. So there's a lot of chaff that you have to get oh, through the first the first couple rounds. Um, and the first but, couple rounds, it was like no, 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 no. Right. No. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, and what, once you really find someone who's who's getting at what you're uh, what you're going for, it just clicks and it goes from there. So this was the final version that you see is is after you know a lot of revision from from the final selection but it was a it was a neat process and I liked that I had the opportunity to get uh, friends and family involved with the selection process and oh, just see I, what I resonates was really fun. thanks yeah it was cool and it, it's it's amazing uh, how some some designs have polar opposite reactions oh, yeah absolutely it, I thought it was really funny seeing the reaction like the the totals yeah what were the top ones too I'm like I felt really strongly about certain ones, and then other ones are like, "Oh no, how did that get so many votes?" <laughs> right, and then someone else, the the thing you think is horrendous, is like, yeah. "Oh, absolutely, this one." You absolutely, yeah. that's perfect. So, Ben, do you have to send me a copy of that logo for our our uh, front pieces? Yeah, I'll get for you our videos, because I think we're using your old ones still. Yeah, we are. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. Good huh. catch. Good catch. Well, I think it's getting that time. It's sleepy, sleepy time. <laughs> but uh, I really do appreciate, again, the, the chat, the hangouts. I uh, want to encourage people, check out Floodgate Games, check out CSE Games, check out Infectious Play, see what they're doing, what games are coming up. Uh, pitch them your best designs. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Just and don't constantly fax them. Don't constantly <laughs> be that guy. Don't be that guy. I, I that only get the pitches through fax. <laughs> I was just gonna say, isn't that the only way? I've been I've been looking for a fax machine so I could pitch to Infection's play. I think that'd be funny <laughs> if that was your only way, because then it would be really, really uh, limiting the number you'd get in. Get oh, fax man. a print and play version. Yeah, you it'd be really flimsy stock. <laughs> All you have to do is cut and sleeve. You're good. There you go. That'd be awful. I actually I hate the t the feel of fax paper. Oh, yeah. Like a real real paper fax is fine, but the the roll paper that old school oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> All right, so let me just call up the screen and let's get this over and done with. Wow, you sound so excited about that. No, 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 no. I'm not happy to be here. Sounds like dang, I need to get out of this place. Oh, brother. No, 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 All right, well, you can see your contact information on the screen. I uh, just want to encourage people. Uh, if you're on Twitter, please add us. Throw us your questions. Uh, there's been a, actually a few episodes that I've been booking coming up uh, where they're literally based on tweets, questions that we were asked where we thought, hey, that's a, that's a good question. Let's, Let's just find do an, an expert. episode about that. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of fun. Even on Tuesday, I was talking to one of our viewers at the Kitchener game night, and he, he said, you know, I really find that you answer questions that, that I have. So... Again, the best way we can do that is let us know what your questions are. So send them our way. Uh, you can send them to us through email. You can on YouTube, comment, Facebook, Twitter, or just uh, track Fax. down Senorai or Fax. Fax. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Send, don't send a fax to John. Yeah. I don't know what his fax number is, but then John will send it to us. You know, it's a yeah. it's a whole thing. But uh, yeah. So with that said, keep making great games. We look forward to trying them out soon. Have a great night. Yeah. Bye. Bye.